Delano's Top of the Week. It's that time of the week again when we have Delano in the studio to talk about something that's coming up in the news. We look at some events that people can look forward to in Luxembourg this week. And then there's always a personal pick from whoever is in. This week, we've got Cordula Schneur with us. Good morning, Cordula. Good morning. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm good. Starting your, your final week. Yeah, this is going to be our last uh, Top of the Week together. I know. I feel like I, I deserve like an, <laughs> an honorary... <laughs> Most frequent guest of the show award or something. De- definitely, <laughs> I think I think that would be that would be about right. <laughs> uh, no, but it's been great. Uh, it's been it's been really lovely chatting to you every week. So uh, yeah, thanks for the good times. Yeah, I'm we've, sure. got, we've got one final one to do though, and this week we're Indeed. talking about the Labour Minister um, is presenting a study on stakes of reducing working hours in Luxembourg. So why have they decided uh, to commission this study? I mean, the, the, this debate around whether it's feasible to reduce working hours in Luxembourg has been going on for a really long time. Um, I think it's sort of resurged with the pandemic and people being able to work from home and wanting more flexible work arrangements. Um, I did take a look around and I already found things from like 2017 where this was up for, de- up for debate and discussion. So it's been around for a while. Um, and you obviously have, you know, pilot projects in other countries um, that have been testing this um, across the border in Belgium, for example. Um, the plan was to allow people to do their like 38 hour work week in four instead of five days um, and so the Labour Minister George Engel um, has decided last year to commission the study um, to see what is doable and whether whether it is something that would be feasible it's interesting because it wasn't really in the coalition agreement this this reduction of working hours or even a debate around it um, but uh, George Engel has spoken and other LSAP ministers have spoken out um, very much in favour of it um, but this this study is meant to deliver kind of data um, on on to, to create a more solid foundation of this debate really. You mentioned uh, that there'd been pilot projects in, in Belgium for example has there been anything like that here in Luxembourg um, that we know of? No, so there are some companies that have kind of voluntarily or just as a sort of staff benefits have tried out um, more flexible things. Um, so the Raiffeisen Bank, for example, they offer their employees um, eight hours of personal time um, uh, a month, I believe. Um, and so they can take that either as a full day or a half day. Um, but that's not really... It's not really a reduction as such in, in, in working hours. Mm. Um, so no, there hasn't been, unless they've sort of secretly done something and mm. tomorrow there'll be like the big reveal. <laughs> um, but no, no, there hasn't been like a big pilot project. So it'll be interesting to see where, they, where they're taking their, their data from for the, for the study. Um, I mean, this is a debate that I feel like we've been hearing a bit, been hearing more and more of, probably also, as you said, in the wake of the pandemic and working from home becoming more of a usual thing but how are the uh, different political parties in Luxembourg kind of lining up on on each side of this debate yeah because we we do have elections coming up in October mm-hmm. <laughs> and this looks like it could be you know become something of an elections issue um, so George Engel the Labour Minister he has you know supported this idea for well over a year um, and I wouldn't say that you know he backtracked slightly commissioning the study but obviously the results of that study will inform probably the party's his party the LSAP's future position um, because if you know if all of the scientific evidence suggests that it's a bad idea for the economy uh, for the economy and the labor market it would be a really difficult position to maintain um, De Greng have also rather been in favor um, the DP so um, Prime Minister Xavier Bettel's party they have already come out against um, shortening the work week um, saying it's simply not doable for companies also and they advocate more flexibility instead um, and 
on this, the DP is actually aligned with the CSV, which is the biggest opposition party. Um, their candidate for Prime Minister, Luke Frieden, he said in an interview that he would also be rather in favour of flexibility um, than reducing working hours. Um, so what would flexibility mean? So, for example, like, you know, being able to work more hours one week and then having a day off the week after, um, that is technically already possible under Luxembourg labor law. So you can work up to 10 hours a day um, over four days and then have one day off if you can agree this with your employer. Um, but then also on the issue of flexibility, the current government, so the DP, LSAP and the, the Greens, for example, they decided not to legislate on a right to work from home. Um, saying it would you know, be unfair to those who can't work from home or um, for cross-border workers who face social security and tax problems. So it will also be difficult to legislate on what that flexibility means because it's so different across different, um, different industries, different lines of work. Mm-hmm. Um, and it will then also come down to, you know, will, will there be proper legislation Or will it be agreements between, you know, for example, labor unions and business unions, um, which are in place on on some issues like working from home? It will be very interesting to see what this report says. Um, I mean, I'm sure most people, they hear, oh, less working hours. That sounds great. But I mean, there have to be... There has to be, uh, you know, some, uh, some positive consequences of introducing that. And so what could the pros of, you know, giving people less working hours during the week be? One big argument is that it would arguably make Luxembourg's job market more attractive. Um, so talent acquisition um, is a major challenge um, for companies in Luxembourg. Um, and even, you know, Luxembourg's comparatively high salaries aren't really enough anymore to, to draw people to the country because there's also a very high cost of living, especially housing. Um, and also, I mean, there are studies that have shown that, especially for younger people, you know, work-life balance and um, and flexibility are actually more important than a super high salary um, so and it allows it would be more fle- there would be perhaps more flexibility for families um, in some of the countries that have done pilot projects for example it's shown that fathers get more involved in their families um, and yeah it, it does it does sound like a nice deal but obviously um, there are also some some drawbacks and on the other hand I guess um, the big con is that there was well the, the fear is probably that, that, that just with people working less hours things would be less productive. Is that right? Exactly. So um, there was kind of an anticipated loss in productivity for companies that would still be paying the same wages because that's the idea. You know, you, you work less for the same amount of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, um, but also that it would exacerbate um, already existing labor shortages um, if workers here are doing fewer hours. Um, so because even if we look at the numbers so people are supposed to be working you know with a 40 hour week that works out roughly to 1800 hours per year uh, if you take off like annual leave and public holidays um but then there's OECD OECD data that suggests that people in Luxembourg actually work closer to 1400 hours um because of sick leave uh, maternity leave other absences mm-hmm. um so already there's we don't really work a 40-hour work week if we take into account all of these different things. Um, so, yeah, and especially business unions have said that it's simply not doable, not feasible. Okay, well, as I said, it'll be very interesting to see what this report um, comes out with. 
and whether we could possibly be seeing a shorter working week in Luxembourg yeah. in the future. Who it's, knows? It's certainly a highly anticipated study. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, Cordula, thank you for talking to us about that. I'm going to play a track now, and then when we come back, we'll be looking at some events that you've picked up for people this week. Right now, we are back in the studio with Cordula from Delano for Delano's Top of the Week, and we're going to look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg this week. What have we got first up, Cordula? So my first pick is on Wednesday, the 26th of April, um, the... 1928 silent film The Passion of Joan of Arc is being shown with live music at the Philharmonie. Um, the original music to the movie doesn't survive, um, but uh, there's a British group uh, called Orlando Consort, and they perform the film with uh, 16th century vocal music, uh, so music from the time in which the film is set. Um, and that starts at 8pm in the evening, and tickets are available via philharmonie.lu. Sounds great. What have we got next? <laughs> and then sort of fast forwarding to the weekend on Saturday, the 29th of April, the annual duck race returns to the Grund. Ah, um, so I've heard a lot about this. I've never witnessed it, but I think it's quite a, quite the show, isn't it? There's it is quite the thousands event. Thousands of ducks going down the river. Exactly. So they, they launch uh, sort of thousands of duck uh, ducks, like little like yellow rubber ducks uh, down the LZ. Um, you can buy a duck for five euros for the chance of winning a car or a bicycle. <laughs> um, and the proceeds go to different good causes. And there's also, you know, food, drink, children's entertainment and so on and so forth. Um, and the information on that is on duckrace.lu. Excellent. And finally, we've got a comedy show. Yes, also on Saturday. So once you've done the duck race, you can go to the comedy show called Failing in Love um, with uh, Irish stand-ups Mike Rice and uh, Kyla Cobbler and uh, the Australian Chris Dower. And that's at Altrimenti, the cultural centre in Luxembourg City. Starts at eight. Um, and uh, information and tickets are available on altrimenti.lu. And you can obviously find this also on the Delano Lou agenda. All right. Excellent. And we're going to round things up with a personal pick from you. And Which we is have a, a, book. a book. What a surprise. <laughs> what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't excellent. want to change the winning formula. Sure. Yes. Um, What's the book? It's called I, Mona Lisa. It is by Natasha Solomons, and it tells the story of the famous Mona Lisa painting and also kind of the, the life of Leonardo da Vinci um, and sort of the times that the painting has lived through since it was made um, from the perspective of the painting. Uh, so if you're not willing to believe that the painting has a life and personality of its own, it's probably not the right book for you. Okay. Um, if you can sort of let yourself into that. Wow. So it's kind of looking um, out of the eyes of the Mona Lisa. Exactly. As she sort of sees the world and history mm. um, pass her by. Okay. Uh, so from kind of, you know, Leonardo da Vinci's Florence mm -hmm. uh, through like the Medici's and then eventually Mona Lisa came into the ownership of the French kings. And Sitting in the Louvre. Thousands exactly. of people walking past every day. Exactly. So it's and she was also stolen once. Mm. Um, so it's it's. It's her story, but obviously also the story of all of the times that she lived through, um, told from the perspective of the painting. I have about 80 pages left, but unless those are truly awful, um, I can recommend it. as It's quite a light read, you know, something, I don't know, if you're commuting on public transport, mm -hmm. uh, or to take on holiday. But it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an enjoyable short read. Excellent. Sounds like a fun read. I'm going to include the link to that book with the recording of this, which is going up on our website shortly after the show but uh, that is the last Delano Top of the Week from me uh, you or one of your colleagues will probably be in next week with Simon but um, while we're here Cordula thank you very much for all of our chats I've really enjoyed them and it's been, it's been uh, great working with you guys so thank you thank you Tom it's been really lovely and wishing you all the best thank you very much <laughs>